I could do it all day. <laughs> I do like it. I want to learn how to do the whistle where you can like, call a hail a cab. Not that that's a thing anymore. I think you need to bear a child before you unlock that whistle. It does feel like a mom thing where they're like, it's like almost like adrenaline hits and you're like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't do it either. Trust me, I've I mean, been trying. I, th- I think if we watched a YouTube video, there's like a mechanic to it that you could figure it out. Yeah, also the whistle where you can go like blow through your thumbs and like do like little, little hand flute. I can do the um, the the blade of grass whistle. Uh, it it kind of sounds pathetic, kind of like my other whistle, which uh, is just like. <laughs> that's your only note. Yeah, it's the extension of my whistling. Yeah, I remember when you were practicing that for maybe even years, and you would just go around our apartment. <laughs> like you probably heard a song in your head, but it just sounded like one note being repeated to <laughs> me. It sounded like a Neil Young solo. <laughs> That's how I sing. Like when I'm like trying to sing, and I don't have the I don't have like the depth or notes. I'm just like it's very monotone. Yeah. Well, the the funny thing about you is when you try to sing, it's like that. But when you don't and you're just like off the cuff, like, oh, yeah, like this, you can do it. It's so weird. It's so weird. It's not that weird given I'm the girl who has the yips. No, we're going to we're going to banish that. We're going to banish that from the record. Maybe you do have the yips. <laughs> <laughs> you're here drooling all over yourself. No, it's just weird. Take the top off that thing. Yeah. We're drinking some green tea. We're out of control. Oh, yeah. Getting hyped. Yeah. Still, uh, still keeping that sober life strong. I mean, sp- besides edibles, but yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I think what let's it... get the update right out of the way. Oh uh, yeah, the update is I'm uh, a month nicotine and smoke free. Congratulations. Yeah, t- today would be a month since I stopped all that. Fuck yeah. And it's good. Mm-hmm. I'm not going back. Definitely not going back to nicotine. What a stupid, expensive habit. You know. I never got it. I mean, I'd do one of those and it'd make me literally nauseous, so. Well, when you need it, you overcome the odds. <laughs> yeah, you're like, this is, it's, nause- nausea is a, l- a little better than anxiety, so. You know what I see people talking a lot of trash about on the internet is Kratom. It's one of those, isn't it? And we've yeah. known this for a while. We know. I mean, we have friends who have had issues with Kratom. We understand that there are issues to be had with Kratom. We've never, I mean, we've had it. I don't, wouldn't say we've had issues with Kratom, but we've had gone through bouts where we're doing Kratom on a daily basis, and then we're like, oh, on the days we don't do Kratom, it's a little hard to get going. Mm-hmm. If, if, but that's like the way it would be with a, if you drank coffee every day and then you didn't have a cup of coffee. Yeah. It'd yeah. be like a little hard to get going. So dramatically, we didn't really, weren't that affected. But yeah, the, yeah, the amount of trash talk I see about it. Well, I think people got really hyped and thought it was like, anything you put on a pestle is a savior drug will eventually have a downside or it'll become clear yeah Yeah. um so what are people saying well first of all avoid the extracts that's those are really strong yeah yeah so you know i think what like it's crazy i read a lot about this this week um i just fell down the rabbit hole of of just reading about all addictions i think it's helping me kind of like how aa meetings help people is like uh when i see a reddit thread that's like what are you currently addicted to and just going through and you know, seeing the things I can relate with and the things that aren't that relatable. And surprisingly, as somebody who's, 
known about and done Kratom for like maybe 10 years, almost 10 years, I think. I can't relate a lot with what the people are saying about it. Well, you've never played around in the territory of dosage. Like we've gone to a Kratom bar like once or twice where we're like, oh, shoot, we did like seven grams of Kratom and you're puking. So it's not, you've never built a tolerance up for it. You never got in a habitual thing. But kind of like what you were saying about nicotine is why I I thought of it. It's because like you're you're like, whoa, this is just, this is garbage. This makes me feel like shit. I can't, how can people do this? Yeah. I could see how people could puke off Kratom and be like, I need to go back to that. I mean, that's exactly what happened to you with nicotine. Yeah. You would, the first time you do it in a while, you'd puke and then you'd be like, give me another one of those. Yeah. I think the most astute point that you've had about, or realization that it seems like you've had about your nicotine um, pouch habits was that the only high you really got was the first one you did of the day. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of the day, you're just chasing that. And I think you're not even chasing it. You're staving off a a withdrawal symptom. Right. Yeah. Which to me is like um, just lack of patience, you know, and it's also crushing any any form of boredom creeping up on you. And I don't know why I, I don't know why I was averse to that for so long when I was embracing of it for so long before that. You've always say to me, like, I need to be able to get bored. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's an important thing to just uh, kind of space out and have nothing to do. Um, what a what a privilege. What a, pr- a pleasure to have a life where you have space to be bored. Definitely. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know why I was I, I don't know why I got into a habit of um, not wanting to feel that or being haunted by it. So. Well, when you have a lot of feelings, there's a lot of feelings you don't want to feel. Boredom's just like one of the many feelings. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the the crazy thing is, like, my, my nicotine habit started with hoppe, which I had never had any form of tobacco in my life. And someone blew hoppe up my nose. Uh, good dude, you know, but <laughs> sent me on a bit of a path. And it's crazy because I think back to that moment and it's like, it's such an overwhelming thing. When you get hit with some hoppe for the first I saw, time. I saw our hoppe today and I was like, mm, kind of miss that. Well, I mean, you can do whatever, whenever. I can't. Because uh, yeah. I, I know me. Yeah. It would have to be an extraordinary emergency. I took, we had a pack of the Zins. Yeah. And I hid them somewhere and now I can't even remember where. <laughs> I was like, well, I need these on standby. Not, not that I need them, but like. I'm like I could I could sneak one of these once in a while. Sean doesn't need to know about it, and yeah. I'll probably just never do it because I'll forget. But. You have a healthy approach to things, because um, you, you can uh, yeah. And it's weird because I can apply it to certain drugs, certain things. Like I have a healthy approach to, even kratom. I mean, like people are talking about like people are talking about this drug like it's the darkest force going right now. And in a way, I, th- I could see how it is because uh, it's, it's socially acceptable. It's socially opiates. acceptable. It's it's opiates. Yeah. It's socially acceptable. It's advertised on a lot of podcasts that um, are getting themselves out to young men. Oh, I I mean yeah. I could go. Let's don't remind me to go back on. Uh, continue the conversation of being frustrated about what gets advertised and who advertises what. You want to put a pin in that one. Put a pin in. But that. But now I'm going to forget what I was even talking about. Oh yeah, just yeah, the, the dark side of kratom. Again, I don't, I don't know. Like we, we really haven't experienced it, but kind of what scared me off of it at one point, and I stopped doing any form of it for like eight months, was we had a friend who was like severely addicted, 
and was taking like between 20 and 30 grams a day and um, had weaned himself slowly, slowly, slowly down to like basically the amount that I was taking on a daily basis, which is like two capsules. And he was like, if I don't do those two capsules, I go into fucking the worst withdrawals. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> like I had no clue about this. Because like in, in our history of using that stuff, it's been like, oh, we're going out. Like, let's let's take a couple of those. It's like 10 p.m. and we're going out for the night. Like, that'll help me stay awake and be We have like a call social. that's at like 4 p.m. in the afternoon. And you're like... I got nothing to give. Yeah, yeah, totally. Or, I mean, for a long time, we were doing it for every podcast. Oh, yeah. Forget about it. Full disclosure, we are only on matcha tea today. Yeah, and acid microdoses. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What are you, crazy, guys? What are you, crazy? I haven't taken an acid microdose in so long. I I I forgot. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, I feel it, but I forgot, too. (laughs) Yeah, we're, we're meeting up with some friends later, so... I figured I was like, let's see how this goes. Let's see if I can introduce this. Like, again, it's not a, it's not problematic to me. What's problematic to me. And I think everyone should take a look at this. What's problematic to me is nicotine and, um, compulsively smoking weed. That's, and compulsively smoking weed is only a problem because I don't even fucking feel it. You know what I'm saying? So do you have a similar thing like with the nicotine where like you're chasing, not chasing or trying to stave off being so I don't know, like a level of consciousness. So you just keep smoking through Like if you smoke earlier in the day, you're going to smoke all day. Cause I feel like there's some days that you don't smoke at all. It all depends. I mean, yeah. not, you got on a trip in the last, I don't know, six months or yeah. maybe a year and a half, two years, three years. I don't know. <laughs> you got on a trip in the last six months, maybe since I've known you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe more so, I mean, do you feel similarly, like if you were to smoke or dab first thing in the morning? I mean, now that you're not dabbing or doing anything. um, It would fuck my day up. Yeah, it's it's just like it puts it at a pace that doesn't have you fixing the dryer, let's put it that way. Boom. Boom. Yeah, totally. Um, And I'm trying a thing where I see if I'm seeing how life feels and I'm seeing how a day feels and seeing what my focus is like and seeing what boredom feels like. And um, I haven't been bored. So that's one thing. But yeah, it would would fuck my day up to to take a dab right away. And it's not like I was doing that. I, I, I mean, what I mean by right away, I mean four hours into my day. But again, you're just like you're you're trying to then keep that level of dopamine. Four hours of fool's your, errand. Four hours to, into your day is noon. <laughs> yeah, is that crazy? No, I just think it's funny. Yeah, I would say yeah. Four hours into most people's day is noon. Yeah, you know? no, I'm and not. I'm, I'm like, just all right, cool. Time to hit this dab and uh, tap it. Tap in. Strap in for the ride of your life. Strap on that jammy pack. <laughs> <laughs> Fuel it up, and I'm gone. And, uh, yeah, that's, it's my chemical macabre just come over me and, uh, give me every excuse to just fuck about, which is a lot of what a life of a, a filmmaker can be quite honestly. It's conducive. Very conducive. It's, it's so conducive that I need to see what it's like to not do it for a while. Um, but, uh. Yeah, all this stuff about Kratom was like really wild. The doses people are are on. We've well, never taken the type of doses that people are, are addicted to. I know it can 
cause, I believe, liver damage or kidney damage or some sort of organ damage in high doses. And so there's a concern with that. But where people, obviously withdrawal is a big concern, having to keep up, having hitting a certain hour where a withdrawal is like a strong thing. But yeah. was there anything else that people were saying, giving it, uh, attributing devil-like qualities to it? For? Really the withdrawals. People love how they feel on it. A lot of people use it to get through the work week. And, uh, you know, there's some guys saying, you know, it makes me the man I wish I could be. That kind of stuff. Sounds like what a drinker says. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but really withdrawals and people talking about, like, the withdrawals being worse than, like, OxyContin. Like, people saying, like, I was addicted to to Oxy. And the withdrawals on Kratom last much longer. Mm-hmm. But again, like, everyone's talking about... Um, like they're they're talking about concentrates, so I I don't even know how much you're getting when you when you're messing with that stuff. The, the the people were saying like when you're when you're just hooked on the like um the leaf and stem part of it, it's hard to even get that amount in your system no, that would we, cause. When that. we've had friends who have had to take like eight grams a day or whatever, or eight at a time, eight at a time, like seeing what they would have like, I think. What's in the pill is disgusting. Like, I if you don't oh. drink enough water when you take that pill, you'll like burp up like dry yeah. air of like, you, like the the dust, and it tastes so rank. Yeah, yeah. I mean, truly, anything that makes you feel that good, you gotta take with a grain of salt. You gotta be suspicious. You gotta be, but also like uh, choose your battles. That's kind of where that's where I'm at. You know, like I'm not opposed to kratom because I'm. I'm not a kratom addict, really, um, but on these message boards, everyone, anyone that has ever taken it is an addict, according to these guys. You know, and I mean, they're 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 hardcore, like warning everyone with peace and love, don't go down this path. Well, yeah, don't don't get cocky and think, oh, you know, because you can get very easily, even as we have habitually, into like two like two a day, which to us seems like nothing. But I don't want. That's why it's I don't. A gram. That's why I don't drink coffee. It's why we don't drink coffee. Because I don't like if I drink three days coffee three days in a row that at the third fourth day i'll have a headache mm-hmm. like withdrawals almost. Or, or just a day that's not on par with those other days it's like why do that to yourself try to get used to the, you, the droning mundanity are, of life well because you live you are the man you wish you could be on coffee you know what i mean i'm not for me it's not coffee yeah but for, yeah for me it's not coffee but i see how it could be for people totally you know just like energized and talkative and maybe it helps people focus to I me mean, it, it does all the opposite I'm well, like, if you have kids you're sleep deprived you're literally mm-hmm. having that much exhaustion on a daily basis is like unbearable i don't blame people at all i mean it makes sense that yeah coffee you know when i when you have a shoot that starts at 6 a.m. and you didn't get enough sleep, you're like, your brain literally doesn't feel like it works if you're that tired. And then you drink coffee and you're like, okay, there I am. Yeah. Well, and also now we're, we're like, we're in an economy and a culture where it's like your literal competition. You're the people that you're out there competing with for jobs, for, you know, whatever it may be are on this stuff. They're on coffee. They're on Adderall. They're on probably Kratom. They're doing whatever they have to do to get ahead. And, um, I'm not saying it's not smart, but that's what you're up against. So uh, that's how I felt um, with the SATs. I was like, these fucking jerk offs, they're all on Adderall, and I'm having to do this on the Natch. Yeah, forget about it. And I just was stupid. I was like, okay, I'm going to paint my nails bright pink, which I never do. And it was I found it so distracting during the whole test. Why did you t- paint your nails bright pink? I don't know. Some article I read about how it helps you concentrate. Oh, man. 
like I'm just stupid shit. I'm sorry. That's, that's like when I think about it, I'm like I'm so stupid. <laughs> but I did pretty good on my SATs, so yeah. whatever. Screw everyone. Yeah, I I didn't. I, I, I got just shy of 1100 when it used to be based out of 1600. All I know I got is like 1090, and then I took it again. I'm like, I need to do way better than this, uh-huh. and I got the exact same score. <laughs> I'm like that's it. That's that's my level. I got 700 on math, which I was pretty proud of. That's that's rad. Um, and then I don't know, like 640 or something on 620 or 640 on the reading part, which I'm surprised I passed that at all, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I can't read. I'm not sure. No one ever taught me. No one ever taught me. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost concentration already. <laughs> Yeah, but like reading about all this stuff, because um, it, cause it ain't just kratom. I mean, that is that's one of the paths. That's one of the pathways um, that that leads these young men astray. But reading this one thread and people talking about um, the addictions that that people face, a lot of it, a lot of it is alcohol. Obviously, a lot of it's alcohol and nicotine. Those seem to be the one. Coffee rarely comes up. I don't even think people question that as something like maybe I should try without. You know, but I think what you were saying about coffee the other day that I thought was so funny. You're like, I'm too white for this shit. It's I am not, too white. I really like, like believe you can that. literally like look at our skin and tell like we're not cut out for that jungle juice. <laughs> I can't. I can't handle it. I'm definitely not. I'm definitely not because I. You know how I know that is because if I eat pineapple, my mouth bleeds. It literally does. It I've literally seen it. Like bleeds. you break out in canker sores in your mouth. Like in like two pieces of pineapple. You're like, I can have one. But if you have two, Two's it's like... Two's pushing oh. it. Three's bloody. Yeah, imagine know? what that's doing to your gut biome. No, your butt biome. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm supposed to eat kale, apples, and potatoes. I think that Honestly. given our the shade of our skin, we're not supposed to eat food that casts shadows when it's grown. It's supposed to be pulled from the earth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting to hold that nightshade paranoia again. No. I oh can't do God. it. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, well, that's that's the other thing. It's like you got to take all this stuff with a grain of salt. And you have to realize it, this is like what I'm talking about is figuring out how to work with your psyche, your addiction habits, and your body, and maybe your fucking ancient DNA. Because, uh, yeah, coffee ain't for me. A lot of these citrusy fruits, like, they ain't for me. An apple works. Oh, no. Yeah. Pineapple. Or no, no. Yeah. Sorry. I already said pineapple. Grapefruit. Remember, I go around being like, it gives me dry eyes, but I really feel like when I eat like a lot of grapefruit, I get like around my eyes, like super dry yeah. and raisins and um, yeah, sweet potatoes, believe it or well, not. Well, but like, I mean, I think it's and cinnamon. cute. I, I, <laughs> I think it's cute because I think at some point you really learn to listen to your body and have it so dialed in that you'll notice stuff like that. I think a lot of people are not even noticing those things and like... Even like we were dating Mare at the time when you started realizing some of this stuff and she would laugh her ass off at you. But it's like, you're a jungle jaguar. Of course you can handle fucking pots of coffee you at got a time. A, you got and Italian like, blood. You got, yeah, you got something she closer hand- to the equator than yes, me. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, and the same thing with sun. Like you can't handle sun. It's not for you. And it's good because like it keeps you looking young. Like I think you you haven't gotten a lot of sun on your face in this life. I'm good. trying to find the balance of like not being scared of the sun, but also realizing that, you know, there's certain times of day that a vampire like myself should stay hidden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, 
what are we even talking about? No, I know what we're talking about. So, <laughs> so you know, you have you have alcohol, which um, everyone should quit or take a hard look at what they're doing. I mean, again, there's there's there is um, ethnic backgrounds that can handle it a little bit more, and their Who? body can press process it. I don't know, Czechoslovakians, maybe. I just read that they're the people that drink the most beer in the world. So I'm like, they must be cut out for it. I don't know. <laughs> Germanic cultures. I, I have no idea. I don't know. But um, it, it's just, it's poison. It's not good for you. It's not helping. But that and uh, nicotine is a big one. But the elephant in the room and all of these threads. And finally, it's there's always some bold person who just goes out and says it. They're like, it's porn, y'all. Let's yeah. get down and dirty. Get let's down ta- and dirty. Let's talk about what's really, really, truly not just affecting us, but might be affecting the course of humanity. And so I had to take a deep dive into this. And by deep dive, I mean I pulled up. All the porn I, you could find. I pulled up all the porn I could find. And I just <laughs> started watching it. And I was like, really? I said, hold the line. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Um, but no, I, I pulled up like, um, like an Andrew Huberman thing. Like he did like an, like an hour long lecture about it and had AI break it down <laughs> Good. just good, so I good. could just read it by bullet points and I have to, don't have to listen to that guy. Cause, uh, I think he's probably full of shit in a lot of ways too. Cause like he, he goes like, you know, preaching all this purity. I'm like, you're on gear, dude. Like you're, you're, you're up to something that you're not telling all these young men that are following your protocols. So, but I was like, let's see what he has to say about porn. And there were some really interesting things in there. And I've talked about some of them before. And, and just my own, my own research is it's just like, it's, it's fucking with you. It's fucking with your desire systems and it's fucking with your hormones. It's like a very fine line. I feel like. Yeah. Cause yeah. it can titillate, tit- titillate you a little bit. Yeah. There's a fine line. Like there's all this like AI porn and I'm like, obviously bad girl bad girl but like all this shit's coming up about ai porn so i google ai porn <laughs> next thing you know you're drenched <laughs> <laughs> no but you deep fake it and you're like whoa like you want to see what's out there and you're like oh this is a little tantalizing yeah yeah well, that's a big confession i could probably go to jail for that honestly what are you talking about i don't ai porn is gonna be like a big bad thing you think so i mean they're gonna be criminalizing it pretty i don't know how you can control it uh, it's been going on since I've known about the internet. You yeah. Know? Fake Christina Aguilera porn back in the day. It wasn't. It wasn't well done, but it I th- existed. I think there has to be like a balance where you can't private usage. You shouldn't be able to get in trouble for private consumption, but distribution of someone else's likeness that's like goes into defamation territory. Mm, interesting. That's yeah. That's. It's like if you want probably a good way of looking at it. Taylor Swift nudes. You have to make them yourself with an AI bot and keep them to yourself. Mm. You know, you can't you can't distribute them. Mm. Yeah, that'll be very interesting. Cause isn't she trying to do a defamation lawsuit against some? I deep don't know. Fake I think that's probably where it's gonna head. I'm not sure what's going on with it. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, really, if she wants to get anywhere in terms of controlling it, she has to sue some deep fake company. Well, or the problem AI is the only reason I started like looking at AI nudes was because all it's in the zeitgeist. I wouldn't even think about this stuff at all. Literally. I'm like, just let it pass. Like, just don't even bring attention to it. Literally the same thing. The people me. who want to see I, I, nude I are going to figure this out. I've never thought about seeing Taylor Swift nude because I have my own version of her. 
but like literally like i've never thought about it until i saw this headline and then i was like i typed in like taylor swift deepfake but i couldn't find anything i don't know we're so cut from the same cloth i really don't know how to even find porn i know i didn't really i i think honestly you can't really find it because she's like so powerful that a lot of it gets i don't even care about seeing her i was just like kind of what's in this territory yeah yeah a lot of uh anne hathaway stuff it's interesting why why bother there's so much anne hathaway stuff from movies she's done yeah i don't know yeah but um i i think i think the thing that really hit me hard when i was like reading through this this huberman thing was that he was saying how it's affecting our desire systems to the point where men don't aren't setting life goals the way that they used to Mm. and he didn't make this you know you're extrapolating this well he didn't make like a grand proclamation like i'm about to make but like (laughs) where's all this going because who's immune who's immune from it like because because like i'm saying it's kind of like in in these threads which like to me is like a just a like a, a good core sample of what's going on out there and it's usually amongst men not a lot of women chiming in with their addiction habits, whatever they are. I think they keep it to themselves. Women are definitely addicted to porn. It is not a one gender yeah, addiction. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's uh, who's immune from it unless you've taken a hard look at it. And it's kind of like coffee in that way. It doesn't come up. Like it's almost like everyone dances around it. They're coming up with stuff that they're addicted to, but like they're not mentioning the two main things. It's like coffee and porn. And it's messing with our desire systems on the level that men aren't setting life goals for themselves the way that they used to. Huberman said this, isn't is yeah, it just yeah, a yeah, yeah. He said no, no, like my interpretation of that is like, oh, we're screwed. <laughs> we're screwed. Technology has come so far that it's coddling us in a way that is preventing us from kind of taking the next steps in our evolution. But instead, it's going to push off of us so it can evolve because trust me technology is not going to struggle with addiction it's not stuck in a body it's not going to you know it its addiction is to uh being plugged in and having electricity or whatever but uh it's not going to struggle in a way so i think our technological advances are going to hold back humanity that and we've birthed a new thing that is going to take over and I feel like seeing all the chemical addictions people struggle with and then the technological addictions people struggle with, like those coming together in a perfect storm, I think has um, rendered us useless to each other. Not useless. I think we're still very powerful beings, but it's starting to render us so useless to each other that you're seeing um, a despair epidemic and you're seeing a lot more suicides and like there's a lot of um there's a lot of ways to measure this but i think people are just feeling severely disconnected which brings us back around to why you're addicted to these things to begin with and um yeah you really got to zoom out to realize that you know it's like all these things are just playing whack-a-mole with a uh a disturbing trend where we're not as relying on each other anymore and I think that was a good thing that kept us together. Well, you got to be... It kept be... communities together. It kept families together. It kept friendships together. And it's just becoming... Um, we're becoming a little bit more useless to each other. And that's sad. 
Yeah, I mean, that's what they've always, that's what I've read about, you know, people who have a lot, who can pay for everything. They never have to ask for favors. You know, they, there's like, it becomes a disconnect where you, yeah. you're less compassionate because you never are going to need anything re- returned because you can always just buy for whatever you need, buy whatever service you need, that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, that's, that's interesting. And basically it sounds like what you're saying is because you're able to get self-induced dopamine hit of your sexuality through porn or whatever you don't need to put the effort into wooing a woman or a Mm -hmm. man well and the effort into wooing a woman is kind of what the made civilization happen in a lot of ways yeah yeah yeah. that's what you know sometimes that's what a musician like i feel like a lot of musicians are a little on the shorter side because it's like you become a rock star like height doesn't matter when you're a rock star or an actor or whatever it is you know it, it's like that that pre- preference towards height is like becomes a moot point so it's it's uh, true a lot of times not being so tall is like an advantage because you're kind of like you kind of got to build your height up and yeah. you got to do, do with other things on top of your height iggy pop is five seven exactly what this blew my mind mm-hmm. that blew my mind and he's a sex god oh yeah Oh yeah, like maybe the defining rock and roll sex god. And I and I think this is also like what it, more attractive men are probably I don't know I, or less attractive. Like I've heard people say that certain people, if they're compensating, are better at sex or better at wooing or better at certain Absolutely. aspects of life or have more of a motivation to be the musician because it's you want female attention yeah but if you are jerking off four times a day to some ai bot with a flashlight you if female attention who cares yeah yeah no uh the 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 male species like really i think benefited i think the whole world benefited from the male species having a little bit of a chip on our shoulder yeah it's like we got to do things we got to build things we have to have a plan we got to, you know, we got to show that we can provide. Yeah. We got to show yeah. that we can, we're strong. Yeah. That we're capable, that we're smart, that we're savvy. Yeah. I think in this, in the same way that like, uh, there used to be that stereotype about like a pothead. It still is a stereotype. Like potheads are just like, you know, you're couch locked. You don't care. You're not motivated. This and that. Yeah. Cause you're smoking this chemical that makes you not care and relax. Uh, so many people are having that with porn. And they're totally content being um, being stuck in that cycle. And it's a hard one to break. It's such a hard one to break. We've had friends, I'm not going to name who, but we've had friends who, um, you know, spent most of their, their adult life as bachelors. And then they meet a girl and they're like, okay, we're doing this. We're going to be moving in together. And they're so weary about it. And they're like... I understand we're moving in together. I'm still going to need a few hours to myself, wink, wink, after work to um, just fuck around. And it's like you need a few hours to consume as much porn as your body's used to getting because you're going to go through withdrawals. If I've not. even been addicted, I believe. Yeah, no, to I know. porn. Yeah. Because where I'm like, I'm not going to look at it anymore. I'm mm-hmm. not going to look at it anymore. Oh, there I'm looking at it again. You know, because it can give you like a quick fix that, I mean, this is years ago at this point. But uh, no, look, I'm fine with it. Like, no, look, you got to do what you got to do. We I, ain't judging. I'm not judging. Well, that's you, why I'm confessing that I this yeah. AI deepfake sent me down a rabbit hole where I was like, I know Did it Sean make you t- horny? 
it did. That's why I was like, it's a fine line because it did activate an aspect of my sexuality, but it's like it's with diminishing returns the way nicotine is. Yeah. It's like I, it's you get that first initial hit and then. But this is where like we'll start to sound like how alcoholics sound. I think, and I think Huberman even said Wait, this. Wait, how do alcoholics sound? Where you're justifying it. Right, yeah. You're just, well, I just, I mean, I don't drink as much as my friends or, you know, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. get blacked out or yeah, I've never yeah, gotten yeah. a DWI yeah. or whatever, but it's like, you drink alcohol every day? Like, I, I think Huberman even talked about, like, I think he specified porn in combination with ejaculation. So, so as long as you don't take it to the finish line. Uh, yeah, I, I think that would be, that would be one way of taking a hard look at, <laughs> <laughs> at your behaviors. But like, I don't know if you're like, if you're using it to kind of get the juices flowing for something that I'm going to be the beneficiary of. Sure. Go for it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't give a damn. You know, like, I don't know. I think everything. No, but even even as I was looking at it, the first time I looked at it, like it was like, oh, very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And then I really, even though, you know, it's fake within the scope of an hour. Mm hmm. I was I looked at it in here because I was like on Reddit or whatever, saw all this stuff going on. I was like, what is going on in the deep fake world? I looked at it, it was very exciting. And then um I was like, Whoa, this is actually getting me aroused. And so then I went into the bedroom because you were like cleaning up and stuff and I was like, Let me look at it some more and it like it stopped working. Mm. Not that I wasn't still aroused, but I was I knew that I was feeding off this initial arousal. Right. I wasn't getting new arousal. Mm. So it was interesting. It's like um, there's like the exciting new aspect of it of like, whoa, you're seeing this. And then you're like, and then it just gets weird. But for me, I'm like, I can't tell the difference between deep fake porn and real porn at this point. It's gotten so good that you could tell me that it's mm. and to me, it doesn't get more. I'm not more excited that it's a particular actress that I know. I'm not. I just I personally don't care about well, any of it you know what's kind of crazy is the evolution of like when we first met like we bonded one of the many many things we bonded over is like well we both like like amateur porn and not just like amateur but just like what feels like crudely recorded homemade you know, homemade like very homemade documentarian so i mean yeah, what's the big yes, surprise exactly here? yeah exactly and uh you know it was it was we both would seek out the same kind of porn and that you know they eventually bled into like where we would jerk off to porn together. Yeah. A little, there was a small window Yeah, and I don't know sure. why, but at some point we gave that up. We made this movie cam girls and we're like watching yeah, we, girls jerk off all the time. We're like, it, okay, we're over we it. We became completely desensitized to it. And like, we never had a moment where we're like, we're not doing this anymore. We're not looking at this anymore. It just kind of naturally went away. But look what, look what happened when it did. We started throupling around for like compulsively. Yeah, no, I, I don't I, think we've ever even talked about this or taken a look at that. But yeah, which which like, I don't know. No, my like, life became real life porn. Like, yes. I, like my life became like I was like, I like there's nothing that we could search out that would that could scratch. I'm like literally watching porn. Yeah. Like I can step away yeah. for a second and be like, here's a scene and I'm getting to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And to the point where I it's almost like not that it's not an exciting thing, but. It is a, like it becomes less. Ex- it's like there's an. It all has diminishing returns. It all it all has diminishing returns. It really does. Yeah. Where because there's something that like feels like bad and taboo about it that mm-hmm. feels very exciting. And when you throuple as much as we have and do, you're just like, it's just like another day at the office. You know what I yeah. mean? Not yeah. not in a way that's not. 
No, it's still very exciting. It's still very it's still, exciting. At least but it's it a human connection. Like I think that like when we when we gave up this addiction, the universe filled it in with like a real life version of that to get us over the hump. You know, and it's like, hey, you're you're sexual people, you know, you should use your sexuality here. You know, when it rains it pours. So it was like a very intense period of our life. But it led to some of the best times we've ever had, best connections, best friends best memories all of this stuff no and it's a beautiful thing i I think but i think there was a time where it was like three people was more exciting than two people and now i'm just three people is just as exciting as two people yeah yeah yeah. i think that's more what i'm trying to say of course yeah um no it, it i uh i don't know what to think about what's to come of us as a people well, that not that a perfect example, though? We were using technology to fill in a, a, a hole. And then when we stopped relying on it, people began to fill that in. And, you know, yeah, you might you might introduce like a whole nother mess of things into your life. But that's how I want to evolve. I you- want to evolve through human relationships. I think that's why we're here. I don't think we're here to isolate and give ourselves, the, you know self-induced little dopamine things left and right like i don't think that's why we're here at least you and i i don't know i it just feels like the human race is kind of here to overcome some shit and come figure out how to come together (laughs) and (laughs) not like you know become overly reliant on technological advances and i mean it's getting so good though that's kind of been like social media social media has gotten so good you know the way you can connect with each other and see into each other's lives and yeah and so it's very um, appealing and and also just like addictive. The way food has become so addictive. Like there's a perfect way. Being the daughter of a brand researcher, marketing consultant, you know what I mean? For a long time, I've had like a front row seat to, there's focus groups about this stuff. Yeah, Like right. how do we gra- hold on, attra- attract our client and then hold on to them? Yeah, yeah. So everyone is trying to produce a, an addictive product. Mm-hmm. And once you realize that, I think it, it can make you um, just a little bit more aware of the thing that we're stuck in and start to slowly but surely extricate yourself from it. Because I promise you, if you start to extricate yourself from some of those um, harmful addictions that are in your life, and we're talking about somewhat innocuous ones. But as long as it, if if you're starting that process, your life's going to get better. But it, I think what it you're saying it will fill in with better things. Is even the innocuous ones, the ones that just seem like they part of the 20th century, you, like yeah. porn or whatever, that you're like, oh, well, there can be problematic consequences to an over reliance on this way of uh, getting your rocks off. Absolutely. And um, I might not be out there seeking out hardcore porn, but pretty much the only reason I go on Instagram at this point is because the algorithm knows it's like you love cute girls. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And they always put up hot things. Yeah. And you're like fire emoji. You're like, yes, more of this, please. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> like, they're, they're, it's not like random people either. It's like people that I've um, friends with on there or whatever. And uh, I love it. You know, I I love it, so I reward them. But like, they're <laughs> caught in a thing too. They're, you know what I mean? Like, like, why are they putting this out there? Why are they doing this? Because it's fun. It's self-expression. It's exciting. 
Yeah, but in a way, they're trying to... Get a little fire emoji. Yeah, they want a little so fire emo- emoji. So I think it's good. You don't hold them back. Yeah, but the little fire emoji is replacing like a load that could produce human life and keep this whole thing going. And I think that's <laughs> good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for civilization to fucking tap out. Yeah. No, I don't we gotta know. wind it down. We Human- gotta- it's time for humanity to wind it down a little bit. Just turn the shit over if to the machines. We all have to get out off this planet a little sooner because there's no one to take care of us. So be it. If this is our final chapter, it's such an embarrassing one. It's just <laughs> like, like we're all just like drug-addled, fucking addicted nonsense. Well, you were. We were talking about how you know, with so much. Th- I don't know how to say this in a way that's. You say it. I'll try to convert it into something eloquent. Thank that's you. That's what we do for each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're just like. We're just talking about how people across the world are going hungry and stuff. And just you were just like, look at how like the optics of how gluttonous America is, even though I there Americans are a victim of, uh, you know, predatory corporations. Yeah, predatory. Exactly. Capitalism, consumption, uh, uh, processed foods, uh, excess salt, sugar, fat, fake stuff and it creates yeah, like america is like the petri dish for uh this the, the the this wild experiment in unfettered monopoly capitalism with zero regulations like we're f- like, we're the canary in the coal when mine. you were saying the amount of debt that americans can hold can carry yeah like it's just think of the gluttonous in that aspect yeah you know People can't even buy food places, and it's like, but we're allowed to be X amount of dollars in debt. Well, when you have an economy that's based on endless growth, and it's and it's required by law that yeah. these corporations go for the you know the the most profits possible. When you have an economy that's based on it, you're going to have a citizenry that's based on it. And yeah, endless growth in in an individual American's life is not a pretty thing. It's your you're overweight, you're exhausted, you're overworked, you're overstimulated, and you're in debt in a way that no one else in the world can even compare it to, you know, because there is a predatory middleman in every situation. I'm talking about shit you need to get by. You need housing. There's a predatory middleman there. You need education. Oh, my Lord, is there a predatory middleman there? You need um, health you know, mental and physical health. Oh Lord, that's the the vultures that are circling around those people. You need food. Oh my God, we have totally, you know, other countries won't allow stuff that we eat on a daily basis. They won't even allow it into their country. So, oh my God, I blue ta- taquitos or whatever taquitos. Yeah, we were in the grocery <laughs> store the other day, and you scanned. You were like, "What do you think that the, the there's? It's like there's blue. What are they called?" Takis or toys? something. They're, they're like like flaming hot Cheetos, but they're blue, bright blue, bright blue. And and you're like, what do you think this is gonna scan at? Because we have an app that like uh, tells the, you what's in these the things. Y U K A Yuka. Yeah, Yuka app. You should get this and scan every product that you get at the grocery store. <laughs> um, you're like, what is this gonna scan at? And I was like, that ain't gonna scan high. That's gonna be at like twelve or thirteen. And you're like, I think it's gonna be like seven or eight. One. <laughs> one out of 100 i haven't even seen something that low but no oh my god i i almost want to tell you like this this is the kind of additives yeah oh my god this that is, are in our uh, in americans food this is the kind of shit hazardous additives that they're selling at the checkout counter blue heat takis yeah that's what they're called okay avoid this product by the way <laughs> nine additives to avoid 
uh, three of which are hazardous. Brilliant Blue. Brilliant Blue FCF is a synthetic blue dye. It is believed to contribute to attention deficit disorder without, with or without hyperactivity. It may also be gen- genotoxic, toxic to the genome, and cytotoxic, toxic to the cells, potentially. Mm. Uh, the next one, tetraeria butylhydroquinone. Yeah, you know, if you can't pronounce it. <laughs> Don't eat it if you can't pronounce it. <laughs> this additive is believed to be mutagenic, which means that it is capable of altering the structure of genetic material. Certain studies... What? On... <laughs> <laughs> we need to consume this because, you know, yeah. blue is exciting. Certain studies on rats also show a potential carcinogenic effect on the stomach and thyroid gland. Um, it may also may uh, uh, weaken our immune system. Uh, how about monosodium glutamate? Glutamate. Consumption of glutamate may cause a variety of symptoms, including nausea, migraine, skin flushing, hot flashes, etc. Moreover, glutamate may contribute to weight gain, obesity, and diabetes risk. Finally, glutamate is believed to play a role in the development of neurodegenerative and autoimmune disorders. And those are just three of the fucking... Many, many ingredients. Well, but main wh- ingredients. Yeah, Not only the, many, but yes, main. Yes, main ingredients. <laughs> It's mostly blue dye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and like the sad thing is, is like our way of life here uh, will make its way into other cultures. It, it, it already is. I and mean, it Coca-Cola. Look, I mean, and McDonald's. And yeah. look at it. Just, Philip Morris. That, you know, I always used to not understand why everyone was so against globalization. I'm like, how could globalization be bad? Like it really took going to school and and, yeah. and, and I still really understanding it. Exactly. It's like the outsourcing of predatory capitalism. Yeah. And the monoculturing of the whole world, the whole modern way of life. Yeah. But I was like, how could this be bad? Like, we're more connected. But it, it's not like that at all, unfortunately. No, no it just, it's not. It's about cheap labor. I mean, blue zones are turning into red zones. I don't know what a, I know, I don't know what an unhealthy zone is. We'll but call it a red zone. <laughs> Whatever. No, but these uh, these cultures that have had like really long lives and you know um sustainable farming as part of their culture and society or now you know things get swapped so quickly for convenience and yeah yeah well but that's it's not convenient thing. though no it's not convenient to have freaking cancer it's yeah. not convenient to but be dealing is, with though. thyroid issues but it is though for all the predatory industries that run this place Mm-hmm. And when you start to see through it, it starts to really scare you and make you not believe in anything. It can really, uh, it can lock you up. It can jam you up a little bit starting to think about this stuff because when you realize that, you know, the quote unquote healthcare industry needs people to be sick to produce record profits. It's not a healthcare industry. I feel like everything just. Well, that's semantics. what I said. Yeah, no, no. It's sick care because they're only treating people who are sick. They're not saying, hey, Health healthcare would be like everybody. Here's vitamin D, or yeah. you know, we're the second a pandemic breaks out where vitamin D is the solution, everybody gets tablets in the mail, and everybody gets a protocol and like, hey, here's how we could turn it around real quickly. But it's way too profitable to be have a whole populace on a downward spiral. I mean, yeah, because what is it? There's like some uh, breakthrough cancer drug that was uh, publicly funded the research, and now it's like. A couple hundred thousand dollars at least. Three hundred thousand. Three hundred thousand dollars. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and well, and and what I was saying. Uh, America that, just needs to implode. Well, it is. 
It is. I don't want to root for our own destruction because I feel like that's just so horrible. But um, I root for the destruction of the systems that we're beholden to. Um, the people here are incredible and have been incredibly resilient in the face of us being the canaries in the coal mine for this kind of predatory behavior. We used to have protections a generation ago. We had protections. They're, they're, they've completely gone away, and it's all in lieu of endless growth and CEO's compensation going through the roof. French fries, McDonald's French fries, everywhere else is like oil, salt, potato. Here, mm-hmm. it's like... Oil, salt, potato, bicarbonate, sodium, glycogen. Yeah. I I don't know what it is, but yeah. it's fucking poison. Yeah, and and they 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 push us to the brink, and then here's a miracle product, Ozempic. We figured it out. We're gonna come and save the day, with a thousand dollar treatment that you're gonna need to take the rest of your life. If you stop taking it, all those habits are gonna come flooding you back. You have to stab yourself and. Yeah inject some weird thing into your body like, yeah what are we doing what are we even talking about like I, I'm, I'm look i'm grateful porn exists for people yeah, who might not have uh a relationship i'm i like i'm not a purist mm-hmm. i'm not a purist i i'm not like oh, well hell no look how we just conducted ourselves for the past 12 years we're, we're crazy and i'm still conducting myself like that of course i want the right to look at porn yeah. for the rest of my life like of course no government is going to make it so it, i mean you just make more porn more desirable if you say you can't look at it which is kind of funny you yeah know? yeah but um this is not to be a purist is what i'm saying i don't know what i was saying though what are we talking about what's oh, going babe. on no i'm just kidding I don't know. did you eat some of those blue talkies <laughs> well no you know you know what something i started thinking about is it, remember we talked about this many episodes ago but like that that video i showed you from the 80s where it's like a it's like a bird's eye view on a classroom and there's a bunch of kids like spazzing out this and that and then they change the lights from like this fluorescent like white color lights to like something more tungsten and subdued and the kids calm the fuck down when i walk around our neighborhood everyone has those bright white lights my parents had them upstairs we say how can you li- as people who like a vibe just the vibe yeah. how can you live how can like you live this? like this but there might be a physiological thing to totally it. i mean you know and when you realize that no one's looking out for us and nobody would put a stop to it if that was the case trust no light bulb <laughs> I'm just saying you can't really trust anything or anyone and i think like we quickly kind of like who knows what where the poison's coming from, but it might be coming from all angles. So this is what I'm saying. Like I'm at a, a stage in my life where I'm like, let me question these things so I don't end up any further down the road of like all this has to do for us with um, continuing to want to practice our art. And if we want to practice our art, we barely have health insurance. We couldn't we can't afford a medical calamity. You know, we, we can't afford to be under the weather. We can't afford to be depressed. We, so we have to take it upon ourselves to figure out how the human body works again. Realize I get one shot at being Sean. Let me make the best of it. I, like I have to honor the temple that, that Sean's stuck in. So, you know, how do you do that? And part of it is by questioning things on the biggest level. And once you start to see through it, you can start to look out for yourself a little bit better. And, and without 
with a uh there's like a, a dance like it's a fine line because you don't want to just succumb to like paranoia like everything's making me sick everything's against me no you this know? is pride this isn't paranoia no i know I, this i'm just isn't paranoia. clarifying I'm, I'm like, look i was just addicted to fucking some corporate product these stupid zins i was just addicted to them for three years you know and many things before that and the dumbest food ever until i met you i don't think i ever had a glass of water till i met you i was just drinking snapples and gatorades whatever i was i was proud of myself for not like being into pepsi and coke and mountain dew and stuff but i was doing it with arizona iced tea remember those lipton brisk teas oh my lord i mean so many tasty products that are poisoning you and keeping your consciousness at a level where you don't question things and you just go through and you say, oh, of course life is feeling worse. I'm getting older. And it's like, it doesn't need to be like this. It should be feeling better. It, yeah, exactly. It Life can feel and should feel like an awakening. An awakening is happening, you know? And that's what, I feel like that's what your temple is designed to do. But it's being blocked out in so many ways because we have predatory industries controlling this country and our culture and the world. I, and I, I think what we're talking about and what we have been talking about in our relationship and our life is how do we divest, That's you know, it. and I think exactly divest in like how we make money, how, what kind of work we do, what we consume, what we invest in, you know, how we even think about living, you know, yeah. the idea that you need to grow up and get the fuck away from your parents, get as far away from them as possible. That's a fallacy. That's that's a farce. That's because they want everyone to have their own house, have yes, their own car, exactly. have their own oil bill, and, exactly. and need to buy a new couch, and a yeah. new this, and a new that, and, yeah. you know, it's... My parents built this house for four kids to be in, you know, and there's no one here. For, for 20 years, nobody's been here. It's just been them with Katie. And not only is it a waste of space and resources, we're out there busting our ass in ways that we would never even fucking conceive of to keep up with rent and this and that when when they actually needed us here you know and i will tell you they're the most difficult people you could possibly try to live with <laughs> i'm not kidding i'm I'm like i'm really not exaggerating you know that no, no. And i'm not trying to compel you to talk shit but they're mm -hmm. extremely difficult to 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 deal with but it's worth it it's evolving my soul it's worth figuring out how to work with them. It's worth figuring out how to make my dad less anxious or make my mom less rageful, you know? And it's not like we can change them, but we can change the vibe. We can change the lights. <laughs> we can literally we, change the we light We literally box. change the lights. We change the food that's in this house. Everyone eats clean in this house. Yep. So it, it has helped a lot. Katie's so. seizures have tremendously dropped since we've been in her life more. That's what she needs. She doesn't know how to she doesn't know how to explain that. You know? That's what's at the heart of all this. We we started taking each other for granted. And it's fucked up. And it led us down the wrong path. And what are we going to do? Invest more in technologies? What are we going to get these Apple VR things so we can be more in our own world? What are we going to get more Ozempics, more fucking whatever? Or even that? even kind of like this a uh, very generous beautiful ally that you had and have and had in your life. Uh, weed yeah I think you realized that you were medicate instead of being here and feeling it you were medicating being here so you were also just like a little step away like don't harsh my mellow like yeah I gotta yeah. keep it chill like I'm living with my parents like I got you know yeah and and I think that since you've stopped like look you're 
Yeah, that's what life is. You got to take one on the chin and then and Kinda. then realize like how to get up from that. And it teaches you resiliency. Moving back in with your parents at 40 plus years old <laughs> on the balls of your ass, like it's fucking mortifying. Or is it? Well, or no, is it what we should be I, doing? I think to to you, though, what would be more mortifying is working for a company trying yeah. to fucking push a product that you have no belief in. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You're That's like, much more mortifying to me than living with my parents who need me, my sister who literally needs us. You know, we need to be there for them. And I think dropping some of this bullshit is allowing for us to do that. You have an important call. It's your mom. She probably wants to go out. Where does she want to go? Do we need to do that in the middle of a podcast? Um. Yeah, I want her to feel like she can go out to the store and that we'll be home. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Okay. That's like literally part of us being home is yeah. like these moments where your mom like wants to not feel like she has to make sure that Katie's okay and that we can be yeah. there. And like I, I've, I've said it before, but I'll say it again. Like, thank God for my sister, Caitlin. She is such an angel, and she started having seizures at 18 months old. She hasn't known a life without devastating epilepsy. She used to have 300 seizures a day. That was how I came up. I came up in a cauldron of chaos, the likes of which a lot of people don't know. You know? Yeah, no, I've never spent a, a day that's instant. Like you were saying to me about my parents, like, they've, my parents have never even. In the worst of their peak of getting divorced and fights and whatever, it was never as intense as it is here as on it, like on a, a mellow day, day. <laughs> on a good day, yeah. And and that's you know that's part of the trauma that comes along with epilepsy and like yeah. we need a support group like we we need people other people that have been through this to like reach out or we need to find them on the internet or something yeah because uh you know but thank God for Katie she's kept our family together she's kept my values pure. If that makes sense. Well, we were watching this crazy movie last night, and we don't necessarily have to get into it, but there we was... can we can hop over to the Patreon and talk about it too. But we like tease it. Uh, oh, there's the, the terrifying look of like we're gonna do a Patreon. No, episode. I'm just I'm thinking. <laughs> no, it's not that. I was just thinking about the best way for me to. Yeah. We we watched uh, Zone of Interest, the Zone of Interest, uh, Jonathan Glazer's new movie. He did what? He's the best. I just I'm like you just even you say his name and I'm like God. How how could somebody be that good? He did uh, Sexy Beast, which is insanely good. Um, Birth with Nicole Kidman. I haven't seen that one. We should rewatch that or uh, watch it. Yeah, I should watch that. And what was the other one that he's done? Oh, Under uh, the Skin. Oh, yeah, that one's intense. With Scarlett Johansson. That one's intense. Um, anyway, there was... It follows, basically, Nazis uh, and commanders and, like, a family who, like, lives on the um, other side of the wall of Auschwitz. And it's it's an extremely disturbing movie. But there was a scene in it that was like, uh, you know, Nazis having this moment in a grand area where, you know, the big, what do you call those things? A ballroom? A ballroom kind of place. They're it's having like an extravagant party. Extravagant party. And it just, it just reminded me, because you've seen extravagant party like that, the the Democrats, the Republicans, whoever it is. You just like, and it's never, I've never been uncomfortable in those spaces and I've never been desired. I never desire to get into a space like that. No, they've made us extremely uncomfortable. And I was like, this is why, because this is just a, such a pure look 
of what like that amount of excess and wealth and um while an ethnic cleansing is going on yes but that's but that was just like the extreme example there's always an ethnic cleansing going on there's always the other side the there's always the other side of your excessive wealth and consumption yeah is like excessive suffering and desperation well yeah more than an ethnic uh cleansing there's a class cleansing that's going on throughout history you know and we're talking about it right now if you have cancer and you want to live 300,000 you don't have it bye later see you later yeah that movie was uh but at least they're getting theirs and yeah. at least they have money for their kids and they're this and they're that. And yeah. you know what I mean? At least they're making money for the shareholders. And that's what was shareholders. That's what was so um, sick about this movie is how relatable their problems were. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't it wasn't like big stuff. It was like the little stuff of like, where are we going to live? Uh, you know, what do we need? You know, like little dramas and how we can get so um, on this trap of our own getting by that mm-hmm. we forget the consequences of our excessive consumption habits and, and what are, I don't know. You have it's, better it's, words. Well, for it's it. what got me thinking about all this stuff and say, think about like the stereotype, the, the stereotype of an American to the rest of the world is like some fat animal, you know? And just think about like what that must be like to people who don't have access to as much as we have here. Like what that like, just the idea of that. It's it's crazy, and it's getting worse. You know, we, me and Laura were just talking about it the other day. Like um, the episode of The Simpsons where Homer's just like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna eat whatever and just get out of control right now." At his peak of obesity, where he's wearing a muumuu and he can barely walk, he steps on the scale and he's 260 pounds. That was in 1990. You know, that was a, that was a parody. That was a, you know, like at, at, you know, back in 1990. And like, just think about how much worse it's gotten. This is this is the what, what we must seem like. Yeah. You know, but what they don't see is that we're victims of corporations who have enslaved us and they steal all of our time and our effort and they replace it with chemical and food and sex addictions where you're medicating the stress yeah. of your work of your bills of feeling disconnected of, from of your feeling work. disconnected of of being overworked of not getting in a good sleep cycle like all of that mm-hmm. can lead to like the most unhealthy way of being but the word you had for it is like being duped you're just being oh we got duped duped left and right totally insanely duped yeah and, and that's all of these chemicals and the porn and everything. That's all it's doing. It's duping your system. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some analogy here with the shadow of the duck as opposed to the duck. There's something, I don't know, fill in the blank. Whatever. <laughs> Join us on the Patreon. We're going to keep talking. Um, okay. We're going to go to patreon.com slash church of chill where it's like a, a $2 buy-in. And you get, <laughs> you, you get all of our... Uh, and 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 have a new addiction in your life, and it's us. No. Um, but yeah, for two bucks, uh, you get access to our Discord community and a bunch of bonus podcasts that we've put out, and our Church of Chill radio show, which we put out weekly. And I have a sick episode in my back pocket. I bet you do. Yes. So um, we're having fun. We'll go over there and we'll talk about this movie and uh, whatever else comes up. But that's where we get a little bit more. I don't know how much more personal we can talk about than getting into maybe we should flip these no no this is a good one this is a good one 
Well, it depends. I don't know. We have. We Just have say been known if we're to willing to talk about that. Imagine what we're willing to talk about. That's a, yes, exactly. <laughs> if you already take us for the type of people that are extremely vulnerable, man, the Patreon is really where it's at. Because <laughs> that, that's where the homies are. So. And uh, yeah, I just love when I see new people join the Discord and start contributing and seeing people make friends there. And I think right now the the Discord is like uh, uh, like it's like an avatar for something that could take place in real life. It's it's like to me it, it's like a waiting room for something that could take place in real life. Like well, if we ever got a bunch of money or if we ever got an investment. There's so many people I know who have become friends through the Discord from DMing each other and being like, oh, I see that you're here and I'm going to meet up. Like, I yeah. don't know. I think we're just trying to be a portal for deeper connections, whether it happens through us or just through the space we, that we're holding. Our, so The highest honor of our life is to have a mycelial effect on human beings, is to realize how reliant we are on each other, to just give in to that and say cool well let's go towards the others let's find the others let's find other people that yeah, we, share our interests we might not have the solution for us all being duped but at least we have the awareness of it so the solution is coming together <laughs> come t- <laughs> come together i don't know why i'm feeling very giggly today well you took a little micro for the first time this year oh yeah you keep forgetting yes yes all right cool join us on uh, the church of chill discord and whatever, whatever. patreon.com slash church <laughs> peace love and magic peace love and magic yeah.